Hey guys, welcome to the Turn 30 Podcast with Mary J, where we discuss all the things life has thrown at us since turning 30. Hey y'all, welcome back to the Turn 30 Podcast with Mary J. I'm Jay. I'm Mary. Hey y'all, welcome back. Thanks for tuning in as always. Hope everyone's been well um, with the season change and, you know, getting into the holiday season and just, you know, the overall shifts that have been happening and let's wrap up 2021 and get the fuck (laughs) ASAP. This year has brought about a bunch of changes and challenges and things for everyone, I'm sure. So just want to close out the year on a high note, feeling good, feeling proud that we made it to the end. We're in the home stretch. Exactly. We're in the home stretch. (laughs) But, um, you know, we decided to just kind of, speaking of challenges and just shifting and, you know, our general theme, obviously, about, you know, navigating our 30-something life, Mary and I have just been kind of privately discussing just whether, you know, shifts on the home front and the career with just being amazed by how this pod has been going this year and all the support we've been getting and just wanting to shift focus a little bit. We've happily, you know, stayed motivated, but at the same time, there's been a little bit of a, can we put all this on our plate kind of, at least for me, I don't want to speak for her, but I know I felt Mm -hmm. on this. Can I put all this on my plate? Can I really tackle everything on my vision board in the timeframe that I want with the same energy that I want? It's not about me being as like concerned about, will I eventually get there versus of two things like how long it's taking and can I give it the energy that I like to give it. I'm not a perfectionist, but at least the energy I would like to give it. And then, right. so I just, I'm just amazed at y'all. I'm looking at the holiday seasons and the family and, and the matching PJs and the kids and the stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm not even there yet. Not the matching PJs. <laughs> I'm just saying, y'all, you know, people wrangling multiple kids. I'm just like, like, I want that on my vision board and that's what I'm striving for, but I'm just, I, I'm having this underlying feeling about, can we have it, it all? Yeah. Can we yeah. juggle it all? I mean, short answer, <laughs> yes and no. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's a straightforward yes or no, honest, yeah. honestly speaking, response to that, because obviously people are doing it. Now, whether you're doing it to what you would deem the best of your ability, whether you're giving 100% to all facets of, of your life, and are you exactly where you would like to be? Probably not. That's probably generally everyone's like, sentiment but I mean let, let, let's pull back because this is a complicated response okay so with this year and actually the past two years probably with everything given pandemic you know people being forced to work from home people spending more time at home with their families and, you know, with their kids and, and having to literally juggle multiple roles within their households while working, while being teachers and caregivers and everything. I think a lot of people had some self-reflection time to really evaluate and sit with the idea of whatever it is their job is. And whether or not they were satisfied or fulfilled in that. And so fast forward to present day, we see a lot of people are leaving said jobs. People are 
pursuing new career paths. A lot of people have started businesses over the pandemic and have become entrepreneurs. Um, A lot of people just kind of pivoted the paths that they were on um, after realizing like, you know, maybe I'm not about this nine to five life or maybe, you know, I realized that, you know, I was spending a lot of time at work and, you know, people pulling, you know, 60 hour weeks, you know, just giving more to work than maybe they would like. And so a lot of people have been quitting, looking for new things from their workplace. So um, I think this is just like a new season for a lot of people. And so I thought maybe we should discuss, like, when you've been in those times of this job is not working for me. I know you recently had an experience with your last um, employer, I think, uh, where, you know, you quit that job. Like, what were some of the reasons or some of the crossroads, you know, that you had that made you come to that decision? I think, I mean, short, the shortest answer, it was just not a good work-life balance. I wasn't, for the reasons why I took the job, it wasn't panning out the way that I thought. Could I have stuck it out a little bit more? Yes. And that's the thing is like, it wasn't an easy decision. That was probably the toughest transition I've ever done, even though it felt like, right. Like, you know what I mean? It felt like, okay, you already know this is like not the sector you want to be in to begin with. You were giving something a chance. Yay. You for giving it a chance. But it, I think it was also the toughest transition because the last couple of years I have felt like I really want to take my time with picking positions because I don't want, I don't want to keep switching jobs. Like I'd like to be vested somewhere. I'd like to just stay in an org for a while. So that way I can focus on the stuff outside of work instead of the constant every one, two years adapting to a new position or adapting to a new location. So the transition out of it, it was my biggest letdown because I had been there the shortest amount of time. I had taken the biggest leap of faith on it. And for it to like, you know, in my, in how I would define it, like working out, it didn't work out. But the, you know, the shortest answer to that is just, I wasn't getting the best work-life balance and quality of life that I would have liked. Um, I was mm-hmm. like leaving, you know, one of the biggest factors why I went to them was that, okay, it's going to be shorter commute. I could be home a little, I should ideally be home earlier than I was. Cause I was just spending like long days between commutes and um, work hours before. And then it started transitioning to, I was still getting home after dark. I was it was very understaffed. It just was not well, you know, supported. I knew it was a starter kind of thing versus a well-oiled machine that I had come from. So like, I, mm-hmm. I, I you know what I mean? It was like, yeah, ha- so. like, like feeling that I think that's the thing is like, you, you think you're as prepared as you can be for all the wrenches that may come. So that way, when the unexpected comes you're that's all you really have to deal with instead of like things that could have been avoidable on top of these big, you know, hiccups. So it was like a big gut wrench a little bit to be like, damn, I thought I could be as prepped as I could be for all the different ways that it could go. All the highs could go and all the lows and then all that prep. And uh, so it just, you know, it number one taught me to not, yeah. yeah, number one taught me not to be so like stuck in that moment of it's got to go this way or I'm prepared or, or thinking that I, I know it all. Just, just understand that at any point the rug could be pulled from under you and you just have to adapt. Um, so that was a big learning curve. And then mm-hmm. like, I, but yeah. Long story short, because I don't, you know, it was, it was a work-life thing. And I also wasn't in the sector that I wanted. So if you're not like, you know, if you're working in a job as a just because maybe you had to make a sacrifice, maybe because of the better pay, like I said, the commute, whatever, all the other factors that go into it. And maybe we should unpack that of reasons why people pick something or leave something. For me, it, it, it wasn't even the avenue that I wanted to be in. You know what I mean? It was like, mm-hmm. it's just telling me to work in a department store, but I knew that I wanted to be in this sector. So it was like, I'm stressed. And then it felt like stress for what? 
I was like, I'd rather go back. And that's what I did. I was like, I'd rather go back to my old stress. Like, I love the environment. I right. love the clients. It was where I saw my passion in a sense in terms of vision. All right, let me just put the stress back on my back. But at least it's, you know, I'm walking in the door excited about the, the discussions that are having, that we're having, if that, you know, if that makes sense. Mm. So um, okay. what about for you, what are some of the terms like you've departed? Because I know you're kind of tackling some transitions now. And then you also have like in the last couple of years transitioned. So yeah, I mean, for the most part, when I've decided to leave a company, it's been like a standard, like, oh, I just need more money. So it's like salary based or something straightforward, shorter commute, like things like that. I think my most recent career transition resignation situation, that was really for one of my first experiences of like this whole being in your 30s and realizing like what you need from the workplace is is different than when you were younger because with that job, it was, you know, the salary was great. The benefits were great. And I thought, and the commute was short and I thought that was what I want. You know, I took a, I took a huge leap of faith going to that firm. Same kind of situation. It was a, a slightly different sector, um, but it was a promotion from the, the job that I was coming from. It was a huge pay increase. I was like, oh, I got like my, you know, this is my big girl job. Like I'm about to be, you know, this is the, the company that I'm going to, you know, try to move up in and, and yada, yada. And um, what ended up happening happening was with that came a whole other set of mental challenges I was a I realized that whole like 24 7 corporate mentality that is required a lot of times in the corporate world like I'm not about that life what happened was simultaneously with starting that new job I also started a family and so with that my, I had to change my whole focus, obviously to my child, my family. And so it was no longer about money. It was no longer about, you know, moving up. It became, when am I going to have, where am I going to have peace of mind? When am I going to have time to myself? Is there flexibility to work from home, which this company did not really believe in work from home? Am I getting emails at all hours of the night? Like, am I happy when I'm on my way to work? Like, am I happy when I'm leaving work? And it just was like a a total, like mental fuck up. I had a whole, you know, meltdown. It really contributed to like my depression at the time. Like I just couldn't be present in the moment when I was at home with my family. Uh, My mind was just always with work. And so that was really a big wake up call for me. Like, all right, this is a new phase of life and what you thought you needed has changed basically. And so that was, that was very different than, you know, my younger experiences of just like, eh, F this job. Like I wanted something that's going to pay more and, you know, putting in two weeks notice and bada bing, bada boom, you out of there. Yeah. That was, that was a big, that was a big, big jump for me. What I was going to ask you when, because I'm just thinking about also what you were, as you were speaking and kind of relating it to my uh, situation as well. Like when you realize that, you know, you took this jump into this new venture and it wasn't working out, like, how did you grapple with that? How did you decide like to make peace with, okay, this is not the best fit for me. 
and decide to then leave that job. And I know you said you ended up going back to your old job. So like, how did you make that decision? And did you feel guilty about it? Like, you know, especially because I know you weren't there that long and I wasn't that long, uh, wasn't at the company I was at that long either. So I totally like understand. So, and I'm going to kind of like touch on probably my last two positions, meaning my most immediate one that I left that I was there like literally just under a year. And I really stay there just for a mental peace of mind of saying I made it to that year mark because by six months I was like I, I, I can't believe I'm calling it quits after six months like you have to like adult more you have to just put on your big girl pants and just deal with mm. it and sacrifice and just stomach it a little bit and I was just going through that mental ordeal of it and then when I say like a slow transition number one even though I say like I've taken leaps of faith I've always been that one to always have like like a part-time or just a backup gig or backup I've always plan. had one foot okay. in the door so I've never like not have like a second source of income number one so, like the job that I went back to I was still pitching it on the weekends a little bit like whenever they need me I was just kind of like on call holiday season like just kind of like you know seasonal especially like once the height of the pandemic and they had to furlough some of like the newer employees and they were just like we need people that just kind of can cr- have been cross-trained across departments and things like that and can really just pitch in with with lower numbers because it was just a budget thing and it was like all right so I was happy that they kept me in mind because they could have easily been like well you're not even here full-time like you're 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 off the docks so I think also with three realizing that because I need to be in control and my trust issues, yada, yada, things that we talked about, realizing that I was like, yada, yada. Marriage, I've never, knock on wood, I've never been let go. So it was like, okay, the verge of a possibly like either being let go or for a load. I was like, this is now out of my control. Like if I needed to manage my outlook and my finances, that's the thing. It's like, okay, I, I knew my immediate finances were straight because I had my steady primary, but because I knew I had outside goals, I think it's always, I've always kept some type of secondary source of income. So I think just overall, this whole shift that we've seen for these last two years of people being more into entrepreneurship, just realizing the importance of having investments, realizing the importance of passive income, that also kind of hit me like, yo, this could just be pulled from you at any, you know, you could be doing your best. That's what I'm saying. The rug could be pulled Mm -hmm. from you. It's not anything, you know, it's one thing if you know, you just kind of like, I wasn't getting my best effort. I was bullshitting. I was on the phone at where I was like, my mind was elsewhere. I'm just here just to be here clocking clock out and you're not surprised sometimes they're like listen you're you know we just we're not a right fit me feeling like right. I'm going above and beyond somewhere and potentially being let go I was just like oh what you mean so it really also shifted me where I was like okay at any point this could be pulled from me because you could be furloughed I was like all right so how do you keep yourself a good candidate in someone's eyes so that if that's your goal is to be vested I, I didn't really feel guilty just going back to your question, I, I just, it, it was just a big like letdown to feel like I left something, a good cushioned thing that I had been at for years. They were willing to negotiate to get me to stay. They really didn't want me to go to begin with. They were trying to work certain things out. But at the moment, what I needed, unless it was going to become this big domino effect of giving special privileges, special treatment to somebody else going to HR and be like, well, how come she, da, 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 da. So I guess I didn't believe in myself enough to just keep negotiating. I just was looking at it as like, all right, we're doing too much to try to keep me here. I appreciate that y'all want to keep me here. That's why I'm willing to help out when possible. But I know what I need for my top three right now in the immediate. It was the commute issue. It was that I knew I wanted to, you know, start a family and just a couple other factors that I was just like, and it was take, like that job was like literally accessible. Like they were accessing me like almost seven days a week. You know what I mean? So it was mm-hmm. just, I just go back a little bit and just needed to try something new. I had taken a pay cut to go to that one. So actually both of them, I took a pay cut, which is what's interesting. Cause I know when I was younger, like how you mentioned money was important to me. So that's how I realized over time that like, what may have been like my terms for taking a position were shifting. And then I felt like 
I was losing myself. Like, who are you? You don't know what you want. Your terms keep changing. And instead of me saying that's okay, because you're growing and you're learning what you need in the moment, I took it as like a, a negative. And I was just like, you're flim- mm. you're flimsy. You're in your door. You're out the door. You haven't stayed yeah. somewhere consistent. You have the option to move up and you're still dipping. Like now you're going to somewhere new and you got to start all over and, and to climb. And with that newer position, the position that I took uh, that I left, they were also trying with willing to negotiate with me out at the door. And that was like my first time because I never really dealt with art negotiation, never really felt my worth in terms of years of experience being put in what I could bring to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, so just to see that where I thought to get special privileges, people had to know you, you had to be in the company in a while for them to be like, all right, we'll really take a chance on you, whatever you need. You need to work from home a day a week or you need to do that. Da, da, da. I would think like an employee right out the door, they would be like, this is what the terms of the employment are. This is what we posted on the job posting. Can you commit to it or not? I didn't know there was this like wiggle room flexibility. So then I was just like, damn, have I been missing out all these years of not knowing my worth, not mm-hmm. negotiating things and not just saying what I want up front rather than just taking something because I need a job. And that job that mm-hmm. I took, it was because I needed a job, the shorter commute, um, all these other things that long story short, weren't me. So I think at the biggest forefront is you have to put yourself and you have to also give yourself what we always say, the grace to change. Like, okay, my terms of what I needed for my happiness in that moment changed. That's okay. But you still have to put yourself first. So if this is what you right. know you're going to need, if you know you're going to need like a day off, if you know you're going to need good benefits because you like to travel, if you know that you're going to need like a good, like, you know, retirement plan match or something like that, just whatever you're going to need is going to help you feel secure, good, like maternity or family, paternity, things like that. That's like, you know, thinking in the long term, right? That's my first time having to think in right. the long term. Yeah. And then when it was like, I think I was selling myself short, like, okay, you think in the long term, but these HR folks don't know you. They don't care about what's your personal plan. They just want you to show up and show out at work. They don't care what you got going on. You got to worry about your own stuff, what you got going on. And the fact that they were starting to ask me, well, what is it that you need? Like, do you have like recurring like doctor's appointments, like things like that conversations that they were asking me that I was like, oh, wait, you care about what I got going on outside of this job. Again, that may be a rare thing. I don't know if people experience that, but I was like the fact that I could even bring my personal life to the table. I had never done that before. Mm-hmm. And now that it was an option, I was like, well, what do you want? Like, what is your long-term plan? What is your vision board? Yeah. What are you, as you're making these decisions, what are your playing factors in these decisions? Or are, have you just been thinking in the short term? That's when I realized I was constantly thinking in the short term on the go, go, go. Mm. And it helped me grapple with the fact that I'm, I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't be with this company. I'm not happy. It's not the sector I want to be in. It was just a job, just a job. They recruited me. They dangled shiny things. It sounded nice. Um, the biggest thing that sounded nice was the fact that I was, you know, the shortest, the shorter commute and the ability to work from home some days a week. And I, I was just like, okay, it's nice that I have all that, but that's not what I want. So I had to really sit down and realize what I want. And I pretty much knew that's what I'm saying under six months. I knew right then and there that like, this is not going to get me my happiness or the things that I'm looking for. You need to sit down with yourself and define what happiness, what happy looks like for you. And the things that are your non-negotiables for your long-term vision. So as I sat down with that, Mm. I was like, okay, I need to just call it what it is, call a spade a spade. And as I was going back to the other position though, I just still kind of felt defeated. So it was never like a guilt trip as much as just, I just still, I was like, well, I'm going back to this position. The whole thing was, I felt like I had no energy at that job because it was so draining, a little bit more taxing, a little bit more time consuming and mentally consuming because of the the stuff that we were dealing with um, and the clientele. And just, I was like, okay, you're going to a, back to a place that really had your mental fuck up. Like, what are you, but I, it's weird. I was like, my mental was stressed, but yeah, I was it's like, like a double-edged sword. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. That's when I started having the, well, 
if you go back to this, you know, your biggest thing was you didn't have time for X, Y, and Z. You didn't have time for family. Your marriage was suffering. You know, you didn't see your, your immediate family as much as you would have liked and how you, you know, you used to, you didn't get to travel as much as you wanted to. You want to have kids. How are you going to be present at like soccer practice, PTA meetings, things like that. So I just started mm-hmm. having that whole mental work all over again. I felt like a big, what are you doing? Like, I feel like my life was a big question mark. So that's why mm. I'm just... And I still feel that way, but I'm giving myself the grace to be like, okay, you worried about like soccer games and you haven't even had a child yet. So that means I have like a good five years to think about, you know what I mean? And who knows where you're going to be in five years. That's the thing is like, you can't, That's true. I had to just give my own self grace. I had to, I had to be content and just understand that I was putting my best foot forward. Like I said, how do I define happy? If I want to, if I want it, just go after it. Like, you know what I mean? And, I, and if I feel like it's, I can't give my energy equally, just figure out what are the top couple of things where I want to focus my energy and what's the most important to me. And with all that being said, I, I, I don't think that the things that I want, I'll be able to have it all. Like, I know that was something we were saying, like, you know, it's a, it's a, it's, yeah. it's a thing. I don't think so. Shout out to the people that, you know, however they define having it all, they're working on it or they're working towards it or they, they are there for what I see to come. Once I become a mother, like I know I'm going to have to sacrifice and take some other things off my plate. I just don't think I'm loving how where this podcast is developing and just a whole bunch of other things that I didn't expect. So I know that I'm going to take some stuff off my plate. And if that's, if that's what I got to do to get myself my own mental peace and my own self-care, then fine. I don't want to bite off more than I can chew. I just am not going to sit around and preach to people. Yeah, you could have it all. Like, you know, especially as a woman or a black woman in the workforce, like I don't feel that way. I'm just not going to say anything. I'm not going to rain on somebody else's parade, but I don't feel that way for myself. And I'm okay with that idea. Yeah. I mean, I think that's interesting. I basically agree. Um, but I, I guess the biggest thing to note is like, whatever having it all means to each individual, maybe it is possible. Maybe having it all, you are totally content with, you know, being for you, you know, working part-time for 20 hours a week. So you feel like, okay, you're getting out of the house and you're being like an adult getting to put on a, you know, clothes, real clothes for, you know, 20 hours is enough. And then you still have time to have, you know, have your kids attend their, their events, their activities, and still be able to, you know, be home and cook dinner. Like maybe that's having it all for someone. Maybe having it all for someone is being the CEO of a company and having a nanny but it's someone that they trust and their kid loves and, you know, they're able to work whatever hours they need to work and still their kid is still able to be happy and fulfilled doing, you know, whatever it is they're doing and they're still able to make the important stuff, but maybe they miss the the small stuff. I mean, it's all very subjective is my point. Um, And I think that the main thing is just for you to have the definition for yourself and understand that, it is very difficult to give your one person. So you cannot give 100% to everything all the time. It's it's just not realistic. Did you always, not to control, did you always feel that way? Or is it just kind of a coming of age and coming to terms with it just is what it is lately? Like not lately, but you know what I, I mean? Think, I think I always felt that way because I've always seeing people, my people, you know, make a way out of no way type of situations or, you know, feel like their backs are against the wall and somehow they come out on top. And so I think that kind of framed my mentality to think like, okay, 
she might not have she being I don't know, my mom my grandma like you know or you know people that I've just seen you know she got four kids she's putting you know working two three jobs but there's food on the table there's a roof over their head you know the kids are happy the kids are doing great in school and maybe she only has an hour to herself every week but everyone is good you know that person may feel like they have it all. And like, I I can't be the judge of that, you know, like on the outside looking in and I don't know, but I feel like obviously as the individual, you may feel like, damn, I wish I could have made the spring concert tonight, but I had to pull this double or, you know, I wish I could have, you know, been able to get this extra cash, but, you know, Sunday mornings are reserved for, family time, whatever it is, like you're always going to, I think, feel like you could have done more or you could have given more. But that's why I say like, I think you as the individual need to just come to terms and be at peace with whatever your happy life, I'm putting up air quotes, whatever your happy life like looks like, whatever your peace is going to be, because life is full of sacrifice and compromise. There's always a give and take. There's always going to be pros and cons. There's, you know, like that's the yin and the yang of life. And so I feel like you basically just have to get to a point where you feel like you've given your best and you've given your all to everything that you can. If that's 80%, you know, if that's 72%, whatever it is, but you feel good with it and you know that you're giving what you can, but you're happy. I mean, I feel like that's ultimately the goal. I, I mean, for right. myself, I let, let me not push that on everyone, but for myself, <laughs> that is, that is the goal. Like you just have to be a realistic, I think. No, definitely agree. I think between being realistic and like you said, defining what's your version of having it all. It can't be what you saw on TV, what you saw in a movie, what your friend is doing it has to be mm-hmm. your definition of having it all and being content and being satisfied. If you're not satisfied and you want to add more to your play or you want to strive mm-hmm. for more and be aggressive about whatever fine if you're satisfied and content where you are you're not looking for upward mobility you just want to you know have this check and know that this job is steady know your coworkers, not make much transition well you don't want to do anything new at work because you want to focus at home because you like just putting more energy at home or putting more energy in traveling or more energy in kinship or girlfriend time then that's fine like you said it's just defining your version of having it all so I, I probably was at that standstill of like looking at so many other people do so many things and I'm just like where are they finding the time in the day and like you said you don't know what's going on behind closed doors if that person even feels their efforts like they're if they're just pulled in so many different directions or they're even satisfied or if it's just like a this is my life doesn't mean just because you see it and it seems like envious doesn't mean I'm happy the grass isn't always greener so I think that's that was like part of like my standstill like, like how is, how yeah. are y'all doing all this like I don't understand <laughs> with the matching holiday pajamas <laughs> I'm still dead at that <laughs> I'll tell you I mean yeah. like, I just don't be having time to shop for myself let alone coordinate something like I just be like oh my gosh like how are y'all doing it so but for you because I know you know like I said you have kind of been not like possibly going to transition or just thinking more in the long term. Always transition. <laughs> I'm always <laughs> like possibly like moving or just like, you know, I know yeah. one of our episodes is about family planning and stuff like that. So what mm-hmm. are some of your, I guess, uh, um, like terms or things that you need for your version of like, your vision of having it all? Oh God. Um,
or vision of content because all is it like that's like I just like, that's like, that's like, so much pressure. Always, like retirement yeah I'm like, like basically content. having enough like, money you know to what stop I mean? especially now I think with the pandemic like how we see like people with this mass exodus and just people realizing like this like nah like I'm not going back to the office or even if I do I can't go back full-time like little things like that of realizing yeah of having just screen like not being dedicated to the screen or not being accessible the commute the toll it takes on your body you know we are you know on the northeast um so we experience all four seasons temperature wise you know mm-hmm. what i mean so it's yeah. like it just the see, having daylight and then feel, that was my biggest thing like where it was like mm-hmm. leaving at 5 a.m i'm not getting home till eight it, didn't, any it didn't matter yeah 12 yeah. months out of the year i never saw sun and then my last That's well wild. both my last two jobs were not near windows like so it was like i was at a cubicle oh, i damn. never saw outside i didn't know what was going on couldn't tell you the temperature didn't know if it rained until i got back to my car didn't know if people were around walking on sidewalks having fun outside for lunch like just never got sunlight shining on my shoulder and I was yeah so it was just like yo I wouldn't be able to be productive like I need a little (laughs) a little peek out in the sun at least if I can't experience it yeah I mean I think one one thing I definitely gained and have learned to appreciate through the pandemic was um time with my family and so I think for me non-negotiables now like if and when I have to look for a new job or you know like you mentioned you know I may be moving at some point and you know I I feel like I need to be as involved in my kids school life as possible because the way this education system is set up (sighs) there's just so many so many kinks and concerns that I think uh, parent involvement is very important. And I hope that we can actually circle back to this at some point also, because I have so many questions and thoughts with my son going, entering the the school system. Um, So anyway, I need to be present i need i need to be able to whether that's pick up drop off parent teacher conferences uh events school plays whatever like i need the flexibility to be able to like i walk in the building they know who i am and who my child is so for me a work schedule that is flexible that um even if i can if it's like a remote half in office or if it's flexibility with the hours that I can come in later and leave earlier so that I can drop off pick up um a family oriented company that will understand like kids get sick like there's no sometimes you just wake up that morning and all of a sudden nose is running and I might just have to call you last minute to say I can't come in and I have to work from home or I'll be you know, off the grid for 24 hours because it's a, you know, my kid has a stomach bug and they'll be vomiting all day. Like things like that, that I just really never put much thought into when I thought of things like health benefits and, you know, retirement planning. Like I was thinking very much on like the financial plan and not necessarily thinking about like 
how certain things like would affect my family. So retirement planning, but also life insurance. Um, like, is the company going to help you know, pay the premium for a life insurance policy. Some companies actually do that. Um, or some, you know, health insurance benefits. Uh, you know, do you have an HSA, FSA um, account available for your employees? You know, do you have top tier insurance options? Do you possibly pay the insurance premiums for your employees? Um, what type of um, benefits are available for family medical leave? Uh, maternity leave? Is it 100% salary paid for the full 12 weeks? Like, these are questions that I would have never asked in an interview. I would have never probably thought about until reading the employee handbook once I've already signed on and committed to a firm. But these are now things that, okay, you're interviewing me. I'm also interviewing you. Like I have needs mm, now as well that I need to be catered <laughs> to. So, you know, I need, I, they, like, this is a give and take, like I'm giving you my expertise. I need you to give me something in return. Uh, you know, I'm giving you my time. I'm giving you my energy that I could be using and putting forth towards things in my household. And there needs to be some sort of exchange. Yes, I'm getting paid to do it, but I need a little bit more than that because, yes. you know, yes. just, this got to work. not incentive enough. Like, yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Is, like, like that used to be enough for me, that? like the salary, <laughs> but I'm like, nah, do you have a gym in the building? Like, do I get access to, so that, you know, if I am, if I'm here working, you know, a day I need to come in early or stay late and I want to work out, like, do I have that ability? Like there's all types of, and it's crazy. You also mentioned um, when you were speaking earlier about how you had that fear of like negotiating or asking for what you wanted and stuff. And I think a lot of us are, and I, and I don't think that's uncommon at all that people don't realize how much power you have as the person being interviewed. And so I think a lot of us have just gotten to the point where whether that be due to the pandemic or uh, age, seniority, maturity, um, that we understand like you need to speak up for yourself because they don't, I mean, like you said, they don't know you, they don't know your life, your personal life, they don't know yeah. your wants, your needs, your desires. And so if there's things that you know that you need in order to be fulfilled, in order to feel like, you know, this is a good fit for you, you have to be your biggest advocate. You have to speak up for yourself. And so I think that is definitely what I'm going to bring into whatever my next transitional phase of life is. And that's, a, that's across the board. That's me shopping for a home that's me yeah. looking for a job it's me looking for a, a neighborhood with a good school system that's you know me speaking up in my marriage like I think for me to have it all is me asking myself what do I need so that every day when I lay my head down I'm at peace you know exactly. <laughs> what is gonna make me yeah. sleep sleep at night yeah. uh but, you know, I, I would like to turn the, the, the question around to you as well, like, and put you in the hot seat, like, because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was not ready. Let me how you were 
Um, I think something that you just said is like, I think what I, I like my takeaway from this is actually like in your quest to having it all, you have to also bring it all to the table. Like your resume is not just mm. your work experience. Like when they're asking you, how can you be access to this company is like, what's going to help me be my best, best self so that I could bring it all. So like how you mentioned about access like fitness because I'm constantly in this building I know realistically by the time I leave work I got to pick up my child or I got to get straight home for whatever I know that if I put it off to like I'm gonna go to the gym after work I'm gonna wake up early knowing it's not gonna happen I'm gonna start feeling defeated (laughs) you already know the lines whatever's gonna be in that umbrella of work like work life balance for you I think that's what it always goes back to is work life balance but if you're not bringing that right to the table so that they know what you need it's like okay you like you said like you're interviewing me asking about my work experience but I need to also just I need to know about this job experience and it's funny because I you know I just recently saw the meme that was like jobs be so quick to ask you for three references uh-huh. meanwhile <laughs> you need to be asking for people. three yeah you got right. you three happy employees as well like how like I need yeah. that's gonna mirror me representation matters um mm-hmm. am I able to do x y and z do you understand why I'm asking for x y and z because I remember um you had mentioned I think this was actually a uh, season one of one of our episodes where your boss oh, something boy. you dumbfounded about a family reunion so it's oh, like yeah. I, <laughs> I don't need you to all the way relate but I need you to just some type of representation of something that you understand yeah. why I'm asking for this without without digging in my personal life you know what I mean if I ask yeah. you a personal day I need my personal day like if you feel like your employee's not credible and they're taking advantage of something that's different but to be like well what do you need it for where are you going how long are you going to be going? like first of all like I don't I'm going to the doctor well how long is it going to take what kind of doctor I don't wait a minute now like I just <laughs> not the same I was like you know I'm not going to be available like I, <laughs> I I'm yeah like hello um so for me like for me I just need to know um because one thing that tripped me up a couple jobs ago was like I was transitioning across departments Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden it was like a new set of rule around the holidays and the holiday schedule and vacation and PTO like blackout dates and things like that and I'm like I've been working for this company already three four years like and that manager kind of was like Mm -hmm. yeah but you're you're in my department now and I was just thinking like isn't this one HR because you only got one HR can complain to if I got a complaint so I don't understand but, and I really had to go and look and freaking, like you said, code of conduct and handbook and <laughs> like, well, damn, different units can make their own, departments can make their own rules to ensure that they have the adequate staffing and adequate personnel. Some things are more mm. sensitive. Some things are more, you know what I mean? Security clearances and things like that. It's not, a, uh-huh. everybody's not the same across the board. And that was a big, like learning curve for me moving forward on things to ask so I like is for me I'm just more so like you exactly what you said the things that I would have never thought to ask that are important to me like I need to know like because travel is big for me so I need to know like your PTO schedule I need to know how in advance how PTO is approved um how much I can take at one time can I carry things over um so mm-hmm, PTO is big that's on mm-hmm. my table PTO is big um health insurance because I had, you know, I was commuting and and working across two states and just understanding the health network. Am I bound to just like a limited network? Cause I don't want to have to go to the doctor, like out of state all the time. Like I had mentioned about family planning. I want to stick to the doctors. You know, it takes you already a long time to find doctors that you like. I'm not trying to change my dermatologist. I'm not trying to change my OB. Like my internist <laughs> maybe, but there are some things that just, we didn't got personal and you didn't got, you, we, we know each been other. all in my business. Yeah. <laughs> we know each other. <laughs> So yeah. little things like that with looking at their health network, their health plans, um, mm-hmm. how much of it is coming out of my check all the time. If I need to add on dependents, like 
is this ridiculous where should I just take something that's a little bit more um my the the sector that I'm in has like no frills where it's like okay you could do your own private insurance they'll pay you more but you get like no benefits no PTO but then when you start thinking about like okay what's the offset of that of like okay if I do things privately and I'm satisfied versus I'm taking this pay cut because I want your benefits what do, what are your benefits bringing me to the table so I really do like I, I don't I don't skim I go front and back back and front to that benefits manual before I, I accept the job so PTO, and that's very, very important benefits um accessibility like do I need to like you know just you know, like, am I constantly like on call or email? Like, what are the hours strict? You know what I mean? Once I leave, that's it. Like, don't, don't come bothering me on these off hours. Don't expect me to be available. Um, I don't know. The biggest, that one, one thing you were mentioning, because I know when you were mentioned about, um, like maternity leave and things like that. And just like how I just mentioned about female appointments and just privacy and things like that. Do you notice a difference because I, I think in my mind there was going to be a difference, but mm-hmm. I'll explain this as it. Like, do you notice a difference? Um, because we were talking about representation. Like, if you're around more like women, because you're like, oh, they might understand the plight a little bit. It is tough when you have that unexpected child is sick, and we're just being honest that a lot of times it does end up being the 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 woman that ends up for whatever reason taking the time off to take them to the appointment. Whether mm-hmm. you know, we just as women we're emotional creatures, and it's just we go through our like ups and downs and meltdowns a little bit more. We're not you know as 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 black and white or diplomatic about certain things. Like, have you felt like being around? like just knowing that there are some women around that can help, like that can, you know, that can help and understand what I'm going through or does it not really matter as you uh, climb or transition in your career? Cause I've done both. I've worked with like for most of my life, primarily women with just a little bit of men. So like oh, from an HR perspective, it's been women and mm-hmm. the job that recruited me, it was men recruiting me. And I just, a part of me felt like, oh, they're not going to understand why I need to do this. Like I have like my GYN, like I have, um, because I had mentioned on the episode that I have PCOS, I also have like irregular cycles. And sometimes I just, from the cycles, it just gets me like trained, anemic, low energy, like mental fog. I literally cannot focus my, my, like my joints hurt, like just from feeling like low energy. So mm-hmm. little things like that, that you may, you know, maybe because I was just like young-minded about it. Not being a man's not going to understand without me having to really go in depth that I'm, I need a day or two. Um, I was like, I, I don't know. I was a little like insecure about that. And then when I mentioned, like when they asked me what my terms were, cause I said, that was my first time negotiating where I was like, well, I have sometimes these standing appointments. Sometimes I'm gonna, you know, I'm going to need to work from home sometimes. Um, and yada, yada, yada. And I went into it and they're just like, okay, like not really like questioning it. I had had like a bad experience in the beginning when I worked for men where they're like, well, what do you mean? And they're like, really like, well, we're going to need proof of that. You're going to need doctors. Like they asked me all these hurdles where oh, it was wow. like, I don't know if I'll be out. I'm just letting you know, there are times because of a chronic condition, it, like they just made it so like, you know, like I was just naked in the room. Like I was just like, you're not yeah. supportive. I could tell you're not supportive that I just had in the back of my mind that, you know, men don't get it. Like you can't yeah. be in just a room full of men because men don't get it. And then so my immediate position where I was working with mostly men and only two females. And I was like, okay, just give them, give them the room, whether it's because they were married, they had wives, they had kids, but I was like, you know what, don't sell people short and don't sell yourself short because I'd really, even though the position fell through when they were recruiting me, there were so many, like I said, dangling shiny things. I almost didn't take it because I was like, it's not enough females up in here for me. Like knowing my, how I've dealt with employers the last eight to 10 years. So I don't know now, like things that were my whole point, things that were like, in my mind, like nine, and you'll go for that. Cause I don't like the way this is set up. I ain't enough melanin and enough women. 
um, mm-hmm. estrogen. But now I'm just like, no, I just need my PTO, my benefits, and I'm I'm cool as long as you can support my my home my home balance, like what I want for work life balance. Everything else is cool. <laughs> yeah, I think that that's interesting because um, since I work in finance, it is primarily male dominated. Um, every workplace is always that's always been the case, and I think. Honestly, I think more so than a gender thing, it has been company culture. So meaning uh, if it's a company that values your personal life, your health, your you know mental health, like those types of things, if that's the culture of the company and kind of the code, the code they live by, then they will be more understanding. They will tend to hire people that, you know, and meaning like the people that are interviewing you, they'll tend to hire people that are going to give more allowances, you know, give you your privacy, respect your request versus, you know, a culture where it is a little bit more straight and narrow, you know, cookie cutter corporate like no we need doctor's notes for everything we need you know you know whatever the 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 request is but yeah I I think that it's it's been more of like what type of company is this uh, versus the gender but I will say um a, a a thing is you mentioned the melanin that I think would be, would have a big impact. Now, unfortunately I've never worked anywhere that has had like a real black population, black or brown population. So I can't even, I can't even attest to what the differences would be, but I think there would definitely be differences. There's just nuanced things of culture that I think would be understood and um there would just be a different level of connection between you know the executives and employees if yeah. it was a, you know, a black owned company or you know woman whatever um but yeah unfortunately i have i haven't had the pleasure of experiencing that yet i've always worked you know, for the man what's funny is like or it's not really funny but it's um I'm sure that because you were saying it you're like company culture I'm like well how do you know that without being rope dope and then having to potentially like leave if it doesn't fit and that's okay too but you know just leave sis just leave like worry about yourself and leave <laughs> yeah but- and, and and I do I mean and I have <laughs> that's what I meant and I, have. <laughs> and I do <laughs> and I what have. I was gonna say is that I'm sure that's the thing is like, I'm sure there's like verbiage. And just like you said, like we had this interview, we interviewing each other. Like, I feel like Nini, you see me, I see you, we see each other. Like, mm-hmm. um, and I think something you mentioned before that, you know, and back when, as soon as you said it, I was like, yes, it's just unfortunately like this art of negotiation for whatever reason in, you know, higher education and university and high school and like somewhere down the road, like I said, like, y'all teaching us x y and z when some of the things that we need for life skills just aren't there and whether it's to keep people from asking because you want to 
um, give them the bare minimum. But I think if anything that's, that 2021 has shown us is that people aren't taking this bare minimum anymore. Like between, um, like you said, between age and learning from experience and seniority, uh, between just seeing others now, between being a little bit more um, secure and willing to be outspoken and secure in what you're bringing to the table and your self-worth um, and mental health journey. And I think also like social media plays a big factor. This is no longer like, some low-key Juneteenth situation where people ain't finding out about possibilities for X amount of months, X amount of years. Like this is now the shot heard around the world. Like people are vocal on social media. People are learning through each other, like in an instant, um, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah. it's like, we weren't sure. taught, this, taught this art of negotiation. And now y'all think y'all gonna miss the bare minimum. People are realizing that, you know, no, you're gonna have to bring more to the table. Like I'm, I'm telling you right off the bat, I'm transparent of what I can bring, and you're just giving me breadcrumbs at this interview. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, curriculums or they're just like, like I said, we can talk about this till we're blue in the face about the lack of prep and lack of education across so many things that all dump into this bucket of life skills. Uh, but I think negotiating is is this important thing that whether it's just we're not fortunate because of our disadvantages and equities to have seen that, you know, we don't have parents that, at least I don't, where it's like trust fund and you see them being like rigorous on the phone and talking to people all kinds of crazy, where it's just like, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, going to work, yes, sir, no, sir, going to work, clock in, clock out, and just being like this, you know what I mean? You don't want to be this quote unquote intimidating or antagonizing um, employee that you just kind of end up going through the motions where, no, this is what I'm bringing to the table. What are you bringing? Yeah. This is a potluck. I guess I'm in your employee, but this is now a potluck. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't gonna, you ain't gonna get me overworked and you know, I like, <laughs> I like that. I like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, it's funny cause, um, and we can honestly revisit this negotiation topic, but I was just going to throw in this quick tidbit. Like, I think the, the closest I've seen, like growing up of like learning how to negotiate was like seeing my mom at like a department store or like Marshalls or something and like (laughs) convince them to mark something down (laughs) and it's like you didn't like you don't know that that's what that is but it's like like no this is this is there's a tear in the seam I'm gonna need you I need two dollars off like and they're like no we can only give you ten percent no ten percent only takes 150 I need two dollars off right and like you know it's but like, translating that confidence across the board is the exactly. thing it's like you know the african-american urge to price check price check every like just check everything check your job hold up the whole line like hold on flash a light uh, yeah. <laughs> I know I know what sign I I know the sign said this was on sale. So I, I, I need you to, okay. Well, I saw this, I saw this over at TJ Maxx. My mother knew how to do was price match exactly what you just said. Price match somewhere else and know the circular back in front. I was going to say back in the day, you you brought the circular with you. Okay. That might've been your price for last week, but it's still up on the shelf. Yeah. You didn't didn't update the the sign. Why have we all been here before? (laughs) The same experience. I'm telling you, but like, that's that is essentially like the type of like big dick energy that you have to bring to like a job interview like you need to be you basically need to walk in there like all right listen i'm the asset so you need to be trying to convince me why i should work 
at your company like i should not be convincing you why you're the one that called me in you already yeah. have my resume so you exactly already know you what know I'm about me so let's yeah, discuss you. So, why are we discussing me at the table let's discuss you and what you can do for me come on now <laughs> that, that's supposed to be that's supposed to be the theme for 2022 <laughs> like this is how we all about to step into 2022 right. big big d energy what can you do for me and apply that across the board yeah. ask, ask bringing everybody. it all we bringing it all across the board like I'm glad we had this conversation like I said because I I was in this dumps of like well what can I take off my plate and again it's still the case like I I agree with you that you know you can't give everything 100% but I just kind of felt like what's next versus like I'm next like fuck that (laughs) like bet on yourself like I'm betting on me (laughs) okay turn 30 turn it up like that's what I think. T because listen, that's what it is. Listen, check in with us and ha- like, sis, bro, all of us demographics, we love it. All of the listeners and all the engagement so far. Come on, queens and kings, like let's check in with each other and just know that you up next. Like bet on yourself and let's discuss ways um, or different outlooks and approaches of, of describing having it all and how to get there. Like you see how quickly I was down in my own dumps until I said that out loud and y'all done rose me up. <laughs> it uplifted the people. <laughs> Uplift. Yes. Oh, yeah. Sit up I like straight. It. I like it. You see me? You see me? Sis, you see me? <laughs> Come on now. Neck elevated. Right? Yesterday's price is not today's price. How I was coming out to this spot when you press record. Now you see how I'm sitting? <laughs> Come on now. How could you how could you not bet on you? Come on. Come that's, on. That's really my Who better than you? It's bet on yourself. Like you can have it all. Exactly. Whatever it is that you want, you can have it. Because why not? Period. That's the end. <laughs> and we're done. And we're out. Exactly. Get your resolutions. You know, um, hopefully everybody's staying safe, staying blessed. And we just taking this energy, this blessed energy, and this mm-hmm. I'm I'm all I'm all y'all need. Exactly. Like I'm up next um energy into 2022. And like I said, check in with us as always. Um, Instagram. We loved all the engagement, the private messages, the comments, um, the support, the shout-outs. Keep plugging us. Um, we're also, you know, linking up with other podcasts as well. As you've seen, we're starting like our guests, you know, series and having some turn conversations conversations and we're just riding this wave and hope y'all keep riding it with us and you know with that being said happy new year everybody and yeah we'll see y'all happy new year <laughs> be great love you guys bye bye